Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezes Hashem, BPM number 24, that's Ba'ez Panimi, Shir number 24 for the men. We're talking about guidance on how to know and understand and love your wife better. And we talked about last week, um, we ended off about asking certain questions and thinking about it and how to improve upon it. And we're going to continue with those questions of self-awareness and with Aetzis of how to go about creating this healing, healthy relationship with your wives and to be the best husbands we could possibly be. So another question is, is can you and your wife tell each other honestly what you really want instead of using manipulation or games? This acquires a lot of self-awareness. Very often we stonewall, we get threatened, we feel defensive, and we need to get over that hump. And especially in many cases, for many of our wives, they welcome it. They're telling us, I need you to tell me what's going on. And you sometimes feel misunderstood or hurt or whatever it is. And this is part of the training that men need to learn how to be verbally communicative in expressing the vulnerable parts of ourselves. It is very hard for men, even more than for women, to be vulnerable. We don't like it. We don't think it's fun. We feel very awkward. But with our wives, we have to overcome that awkwardness and those feelings and learn how to t- talk to each other honestly. Not manipulate, not show you're upset at one thing when really you're upset at something else. If you know in the core of your being there's something that's bothering you and you ha- develop the skills, which we'll talk about how to convey it in a healthy, loving way, but you don't say you're upset about something else. You go through that particular thing. You know, I, I, there's something that is on my mind. This is how I feel about something. You say it in a nice, kind way, but you're not beating around the bush. You're not using it as a manipulation or as a game or, or to, to dodge a, a, an important topic, but to talk to each other honestly. So that's another exercise that one can do in the next week going forward is that when you and your wife have uh, conversations with one another, your wife invites you or asks you about certain things, what's bothering you about this or that and the other thing, and in a constructive way to talk to her, to be open and say, you know, this is how I feel, honestly, honestly, and not dodge it and not try to avoid it, not to stonewall, not, not to try, try to run away, but something, pick something, it may not, you don't have to make, pick the most difficult thing in the world in, in the initial point of it, but at some point to to open up these conversations. Here's another question, and write this down. Can you accept your wife as she is instead of having several plans to redo her? Now, to understand this question, again, can you accept your wife as she is instead of having several plans to redo her? And again, have no fear on the other side of the Mechitza, we'll stress these important points to them as well. But we have to do our inner work here. Our wives, all of them, just like ourselves, have flaws, have certain personality traits. We could go be the best version of what we could possibly be, but you can't make a whole personality overhaul or want to make your wife to be someone she is not. So this question of can you accept your wife as she is instead of having several plans to redo her, when we talk about accepting your wife as she is, that doesn't mean that if there's a problem coming up, 
when your wife has certain behaviors that's upsetting you, to bury it under the rug. We talked and we will talk about how to communicate that in a loving, effective, sensitive way that you talk to each other and be vulnerable with each other about each other's flaws in a healthy, honest way. That was part of the first question that we said. Could you talk to each other honestly? So we're going to talk about that. But the key, though, being is, is on a core basic personality level, you basically say to yourself, I love my wife for the way she is. If she is by nature introvert, I'm not going to make her into an extrovert. If by nature she's an extrovert, I'm not going to make her into an introvert. If by nature um, she is very organized, but at the same time of being organized, she sometimes gets a little into the perfectionist mood. Yes, we can work on her perfectionism and we'll talk about it and work through it and we'll help each other with it in a loving way. But I'm not going to make my wife not organized anymore, even though it comes with some problems. Or the other way around. If your wife is very easygoing, but in that easygoing, she sometimes lets things fly where the, the house is not as neat as you want it to be, but she's easygoing. So you like her easygoingness, but the price of that is the more looseness in the, in the cleanliness of the house. So yes, you could work on with each other on how to improve it to a certain level, but on a core level, you don't try to change her. This is an important thing to understand that when you desire a certain mida, there's always that opposite part of that mida. And you need to understand the negative part with the positive part. So, for example, if you have someone that's a high achiever, it's a beautiful thing. But if you enjoy that and you like that and respect that and love that, it will come with a certain intensity. You may not like that intensity, but it goes hand in hand with that drive that you do like. Or the same thing is if, you, if you're happy that your wife is not the doer, you're the doer, and you like that she is more laid back or relaxed and calm about things. But the downside of that is she lets certain things go that normally you wouldn't let go. So you have to take the quote-unquote good and bad together. You have to take the good mida. Every good mida has its counterpart that is sometimes problematic. Someone who is an ish chesed, He's a loving, kind, kind person. May do it in an overflowing way where they have a trouble disciplining, which is a chesarin. So you could work on balancing that, but you need to accept, I love that loving personality, that loving person. You accept it and embrace it fully, even though it comes with some issues sometimes of self-discipline that's needed or disciplining that's needed. So you work with it, but you don't try to redo her. You don't try to change the whole overall core personality. This applies, by the way, very much for yourself too. If you have certain midas in you that you need to work on, you'd never uproot a mida completely, rip it apart. No, you find counterbalances towards it. If you're a loving person and a giving person and you need some boundaries, so yes, you work on the boundaries and you become firm in some of those boundaries. But your overall core personality is doing that chesed. So your boundaries may be more flexible than other someone else's boundaries. You'll find that healthy medium. But you don't change your whole personality to become an extreme disciplinarian. Or another person who is more on the disciplinarian side, 
they need to learn on showing more warmth and kindness. Yes, of course. But you don't change their overall personality. That's why we said so many times, and I just didn't have time to do it yet. To and but I want to do it, and hopefully Hashem should give me Shmai to do it. Extensive shiurim on personality types, breaking it down in ways that you could understand it, recognize these patterns in yourself and in your wife that will give you deep understanding. So this question, can you accept your wife for who she is instead of having plans to redo her, is basically the idea is that even if you see things, like in that first question, when you're telling each other honestly about some flaws in each other that we need both to collectively as a team to work on, that doesn't mean I'm changing you as a person for who you are. You are who you are, and I love you the way you are. That's the Chiddush, by the way, many Mepharshim say, that when it says Asa, before they were Beicher Bara, and Asa had his Tchunais, and Yaakov has his Tchunais, and Asa was Ishsade, the idea being, before he chose to do evil, he could have used those Tchunais of Ishsade for the positive. Use that Ishsade for the positive, most positive ways. In a certain sense, David HaMelech had that concept of Ishsadeh. David was a very complex person. Where Shmuel saw him, saw that he was Admoini, had the Tchunas sort of like Esav, and, and got nervous. Hashem says, no, he asked the Sanhedrin. Well, David had this rare combination of having the whole Klai Yisrael within him. Where he was a Ish Yoshev HaHolem and Ishsadeh at the same time. He was, he learned and he was Kaveya Itim, and he learned Allahis, and he paskined, and he checked with Tumantara of Ish and Isha, and he answered Shilas, and, and and so on and so forth. And he spent time with Shiras with Tishbachis Takadish Baruchu to heal him and learning. Not like other Malachim, but at the same time, yes, Ish Sada, he went out to Mulchamis to war, as you see clearly. So what I'm trying to say here is very important. You love your wife as she is, even with her flaws. So we work in normal ways to help her with her flaws, you with yours, and know how to deal with that properly, but not to, to puzzle the person. I don't, you know, this is not good as a person. You accept your wife as, you, as she is, and that brings out the best possible potential. Another question you have to ask yourself, is your behavior consistent with your words? This idea of a human being needing to be toichai kibare, that his hain is a hain, and his lav is a lav, that his yes is a yes, and that his no is a no, and that he's loyal and consistent, and he says he's going to do something, he's honestly going to do his best that he's going to do it, and if he can't, he'll explain why he couldn't, but his intent is to do it. This is something that starts out bipnemius, each person individually, but especially in connection in your marriage with your wife. When you're dealing with your wife, interacting with her, your behavior has to be consistent with your words. Yes, I know I was late at work, I was busy, I will believe that, do my best to come earlier today. And you do that, and you come earlier today. Um, I need you to do, yes, I will. And if you can't, for whatever reason, be honest why you can't, maybe another time, whatever it is. The more you do that, when you're toichai kibarai, if your behaviors are consistent with the words you are saying, that develops a deep trust between a husband and a wife. Your wife will trust you more. She will see that you're loyal. She will see that you are a wall 
you are a supporter of her and and what your word counts and she feels secure in that you have no idea how much you are doing that chesed that kindness that love for your wife by simply being consistent with what you are going to do or what you're doing let's say as an example you had a discussion and an honest discussion, let's say because you're very tired and it's a Friday night meal and you do it without much mirrors interaction and your wife asks you to be more interactive with the children, I know you're tired, and you have a discussion with her and then you realize, you know, she's right, I am very tired, so I'm not going to schlep the meal longer than it really needs to be, but I could add another two, three mirrors. I could take it from my young kids' Parsha sheets to read with them. Some of it I'll wait for the next day because I'll have, we'll have more energy, Shabbos day meal, but I'll do it. If you knew your wife was right and you had, let's say, a conversation, I'm going to do this, then question, does your behavior, is this behavior consistent with your words? So when that Friday night comes, you do that extra zemer, you interact with that extra five minutes or ten minutes, and, and that does wonders in your marriage. Your wife sees that you listen to what she said, it has value, you're honoring her, you're giving her covenant, you're giving her love, you're giving her respect, and you yourself are becoming a loving, respectable person. And similar to this, another question, does your actions show that you really care for your wife? Does your actions show that you really care for your wife? It's not just a matter of saying the words. We talked about importance of words, so we're not downplaying it. I love you, I care for you, you're so special. You're the best thing that happened to me. You fulfill me, I appreciate you. But then you do the actions that show that you really care. Whether you're helping clean the table, helping clear the dishes, continue to act in that way of truly, I love you, I am going to act in a way that I love you. I care about you, I'm going to act in a way that I'm caring about you. Put you first. Take care of you. Fill up that glass of water or tea for you. How can I serve you? What can I do for you? How are you feeling? Asking about it, inquiring. Does your actions show that you really care for your wife? So again, please write these questions down, think about it, and start practicing them. Start practicing them. Another thing that's a fascinating question I saw, but listen to this one. Can you feel comfortable with your wife when she's wearing old or plain clothes? Now, this is a sensitive topic. And we talked, I talked in the other side of the Mechitza, I will talk here, that a wife should try to wear things that are presentable and appealing for the husband. Husband needs a certain healthy balance. He has a right to request this and that it's important to him but not go overboard. But now I'm talking about something else. Let's say, generally speaking, that is, you work out between yourselves. She dresses nicer, generally speaking. Let's say there's a Friday night and she's very tired and she's wearing a certain outfit or dress that is not perfect or during the week. But you, a husband needs to, you could have conversations. Like we said, flaws, accepting who you are, like we said before, doesn't mean that you can't have discussions about flaws that need to be corrected between the both of us as teamwork. But the idea being, though, is if there are day or days during the week where your wife is dressed in older clothing or not such nice clothing or plain clothing, and you, it's an exercise for the husband still to say and look at his wife and say, I love her. I love her the way she is. Yes, if she wears a nicer clothing, would it be more appealing to me right now? Fine. 
Yeah, we could talk about it at different times. But in this matzav, where she's tired and she's busy with the kids and she's wearing, not not like a, we're not talking about schlumpy, that's a separate issue, but older clothing or not really fashionable clothing that you're not too excited about, but you're comfortable with it. You're comfortable with your wife. It is a madrega and it is an important thing that even if your wife's appearance and the way she dresses is important to you and to have conversations with her about it, but every in every marriage, in every situation, there'll always be situations where the wife is dressed simply more plainly out of practicality, you know, or when she's doing stuff in the kitchen and she doesn't make, make her nicer clothes dirty, so she'll wear the older clothing as she's dealing with the baking or the cooking or whatever. And a husband needs to have a realistic approach. And part of it is to exercise and say to yourself, you know something, you look at your wife then and say, just like when she is dressed nice, and she's dressing up for me, uh, uh, you know, or whatever it is that I feel that warm affection towards her when she is that way. And you look at her when she's in the kitchen and she's dressed in her old clothes or plain clothes. Some of it may be spattered with some of the things that she's baking with. The cake, the, whatever, chocolate cake, some of the chocolate came on or a thing, whatever. Not accidentally, whatever. Just cooking and cleaning and whatever. I love her for the way she is. She's beautiful the way she is. I appreciate her. I appreciate those plain clothing. I appreciate that bland tichel also because I appreciate her. Don't want to tell her that, let's say, because you're worried she's going to get used to just, okay, if you like that so much, then I'll just be the way, why do I have to dress up? So even, I'm not saying you have to tell your wife that necessarily. If you're worried she's not going to wear those nicer clothing when you want her to. But to yourself, I'm saying, I'm saying to yourself, you could encourage your wife and have healthy conversations if you want her to dress nicer for you in the house or whatever. But to yourself, internally, in your brain and in your heart, you look at her. You don't have to tell her if you think it'll be counterproductive. I love her the way she is. She's beautiful even when she's dressed plainly. Look how special she is even if she's wearing those older clothing. It really is a wonderful exercise and helps. Another question to ask that's very important. Are you able to share with your wife your moments of weakness or failure or disappointment? Now, there are times where a wife can be sharp and not accept, well, okay, that's fear. There has to be dialogue and communication. And on the other side of the mechitza, I try to stress very often to the women that when their husband opens up with something vulnerable, I tell the wives very carefully they need to learn, even if their instinct reaction, if let's say your husband admits to his wife something because they want to share something vulnerable, she should always be open and loving and accepting and not critical. That's true. And I understand with us men, if we sense there's a chashash that our, our wives will react sharply to us, we'll shut it down, we'll create the wall. And, we'll cre- well, we'll, and we won't want to be vulnerable. But any healthy marriage needs to be vulnerable. We need to take some of those risks. We could sometimes have shiurim together or discuss with each other. You know, sometimes we need to talk to each other. But I sense that I fear telling you certain things or you fear telling me certain things because we're afraid that we'll react in a negative way. So let's make up between ourselves that we could talk to each other in a loving, calm, normal way. And I'll talk about weaknesses and failures knowing that I'm safe, that you're not going to judge me, you're not going to yell at me, you're not going to even look disappointed in me, but we're going to support each other through our flaws. 
the vulnerability. This is important. Really, I should say this, and I will, in the joint shiurim, but applies very much in these individual shiurim. So, to review these concepts, please write these things down and think about it and try to and try to practice them. And, number one, can you talk to each other honestly about what you want instead of using manipulation? Which means is, is to have honest conversations about flaws without attacking, but with in a loving teamwork type of way, without feeling judged. And can you accept your wife as she is instead of having plans to redo her? Accepting her, bringing out her best potential. And on the flaws, you're dealing with the flaws. Of being toichei kebarei. Is your behavior consistent with your words? Do your best this week, upcoming, to behave in a way you say something that you're going to do or express how much you love her, but then do something that shows how much you love her. Does your action show that you really care for your wife? Not just saying I love you, it's similar to before. And also an exercise, again, if you don't want to tell your wife, because if you tell your wife, I'm happy with the old clothing you're wearing, she may not be motivated to dress nicely and you really want her to do that. But privately to yourself, when you see in any matzev where your wife is not is dressed in her older clothing or her plainer clothing in the house, whatever the reason is, not to tell her of chas shalom, be nice and pleasant. You could have conversations about it. But in that matzev, to look at her and say, I love you the way you are. Sometimes it's important for a husband to look Sometimes it is important for a husband to see his wife dressed very beautifully and nicely for him, to awaken that feeling of love, yes. Sometimes it's equally important that when your wife is in a matzah where she's wearing something that's plain or old, to look at her and exercise for yourself. I love this woman. I love this woman now as fiercely and as strongly as if she would be wearing the most beautiful clothing. I love her now at the age 30 as beautiful as she was when she was 18. I love her now as in 40, as beautiful as she was when she was 18. And you tell yourself that, and you'll look at it, and, and you will see it. What's fascinating is, is if you do these exercises, then you will find her very attractive and very appealing, even in those plainer or older clothing that she's wearing, and that a hava will grow. Not to say, like I said, that you could the, the dressing nicer and all that is important in your marriage and in discussing it. You have discussions, you can work through it, but not to be obsessive over it. And also to learn appreciating those other times in life as well. So that all is very, very important. And of course, the vulnerability, the willingness to share with your wife moments of weakness and failure. And I understand if she hurt you or rejected you in the past, it's hard. You have to work through that with her vice versa also, you may have, she may have told you things about her that you may have said insensitive things that shut her down. And part of the exercise is to allow her to be vulnerable and let her talk about what her insecurities are with you listening and not being judgmental about it as well. It's a two-way street that way. But by you sharing that and that vulnerability creates that beautiful, wonderful marriage. And we'll continue, Bezaz Hashem, in the upcoming share.